Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galt. And today we talk with Schumann Resonance researcher, Alexis Brink of Ascension Diaries. Now the Schumann Resonance is a scientific understanding made popular by the HeartMath Institute, the Institute of Noetic Sciences um, and held at Princeton University originally, who used over 70 random number generators all over the world to measure the electromagnetic frequency of Earth. Initially, they wanted to understand the indigenous belief that we are connected to Earth, that she has a consciousness, and that we are all one with the consciousness of Earth, and that the original indigenous traditions believe that earth was changing over into a new cycle going into the fifth dimension so they wanted to understand that and study it and that's where that mission statement started with tracking the schumann resonance now they have over 70 random number generators all over the world measuring this and the average hertz frequency of earth is 7.83. However, over a series of two decades, Princeton University found that the random number generators spike in its Hertz frequencies hours before a natural disaster, such as Hurricane Katrina or a man-made disaster, such as 9-11, in the particular area it is measuring. The translation again, is that the earth is conscious and it is connected to all the living beings on it. It has evolved to more RNGs and measured by many more institutions all over the world and piqued the interest of researcher Alexis of Ascension Diaries. And so with that, Alexis, welcome to Merkaba Chakras. Thank you, Vaughn. I'm a I'm very grateful to be here and also happy to talk about the Princeton work that they've done to this body of knowledge that I'm now becoming more aware of. So thank you for all of the work that you've done studying this already too, which I appreciate. And I love to learn oh, from yeah. who knows more than I do. That has been the whole goal of why I've been poking the social media around because I have questions about this topic so much. And I've done it for so long now that people are asking me questions about it. And I'm like, wait, no, like I have questions and I'm, ho- I can tell you what I've found, but there's more, like I need more. And so 
I'm happy to have this conversation with as many people who like yourself as I can. Yeah, it is a very fun conversation. I remember I started uh, studying the Schumann Resonance when they started the project at Princeton University um, back in 1999 when I graduated high school. It kind of shows my age. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fascinating because Buddhist, Buddhism, uh, along with many other indigenous traditions, um, have this belief. We know about this belief. We know about this transition into the fifth dimension as a folklore um, within the traditions. And so seeing incredible institutions like the institution, Institute of Noetic Sciences, and then I think Robert Monroe's institution also um, helped facilitate and fund it initially. Um, Dr. Nelson and Dr. Reed um, over at Princeton University. So they, they started this 1999 and they kept it going all the way until about 2015. And then they kind of, they keep, they still do it, but um, not as heavily. So they just correlate. And we'll go over that later on um, to look over the data that you are reporting on. But um, I did, a, I looked over the material for about 20 years and then put it in my Buddhist mandalas book just to prove the point. And then I kind of stopped. So I'm really delighted to see another generation pick up the interest and keep monitoring the ascension of earth's consciousness along with us so i really really am delightful to see your work i'm like oh well i'm grateful that you, you have such great context to what i've been pulled and like felt so passionately to like pursue in this life and that you actually understand it on a level that is very intimate i appreciate a lot because i have to explain myself a lot to people and what i do and it's tricky sometimes like well i'm tracking the electromagnetic frequencies of the earth because the consciousness might be rising and the sun might be going through this incredible event or has and it's it's tricky so i'm glad that we can have this well, conversation we're, yeah we're going to we're going to kind of mesh to um different brains. So I'm 1999 till 2015. Okay. And when did you start um, tracking it? What year do you remember? Like 2015. And then... 2015. All right. So 2015 all the way till now. So now we're going to, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't skipped a beat. Interesting. So, so what, that's perfect. The universe is amazing. It is. So, um, so we're going to show people that information so they can see that. But before we get into the work, let's briefly uh, understand how did you even get into this work? Because you said you were really attracted to it. So tell us the story for how you got into this, because this is not normal. Sure. I went into university and went and got a psychology degree because I realized that people were out of their minds and very unstable and I couldn't figure it out. So I tried to see if I could find some evidence on that. And through the whole degree, I found varying amounts of information here and there. And I learned, I'm now understanding more why I did the degree, my philosophy classes, all my other, other classes I did helped build this knowledge and a confidence, I would say, for me to continue researching out of university, the phenomena that I learned about from, I'm pretty sure, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And then he mm. also mentioned HeartMath Institute. And then I also learned more about it from, or not doctor, but the author, David Wilcock, who's also a big researcher, and he likes to dis uh, talk about, and he even translates Russian uh, science and so on. I've learned a lot from him and his lectures. 
And I took a lot of their anxiety as well. And I internalized that a lot because I could tell that there was an anxiety as well building. Mm -hmm. And it was right after 2012 as well, which I had previous, I had woken up spiritually, I should say before 2012 at a young age. And that's normal. A lot of people I know now are that, and who are doing this work have had a similar experience. And that is, I felt this need to basically be of service to the earth and try and support people and myself and keep things healthier, get things healthier in general. So learning about the electromagnetic frequencies of our own planetary sphere and how they're in the range of our brain waves and how they can affect us on such an, an intense level because the planet is so much bigger than we are individually. Mm. And then the sun is so much bigger than the planet and all of that electromagnetic communication is is filtering down into our lived lives. And I had no idea that there was that environmental factor at play. They talk about pollution and they talk about your diet and they talk about your family and even ancestral trauma, but they don't talk about the to the second buzzing and shifting of magnetic electric <laughs> frequencies are happening all around us all the time, but we can't physically see them. But the symptoms of them are becoming more and more apparent to me and in my own life. And then the timing of it all was that I was becoming more sensitive. I was being aware of these events myself, being able to predict them with my own bodily ba or biofeedback uh, system of using the online charts to biofeedback my bodily experiences and emotional. And I began blogging about that. And then people began giving their feedback as well. And they were having similar or opposite symptoms and all over the world, but at the same time. So even mm. data I was getting from potentially Russia was relevant for me sitting in, in Canada or in the USA or in Mexico or wherever I was, it was, didn't mm. matter. And so the data has been so fun to chase because I'm always like, here's the, here's the event. Please tell me what you experienced during that time. And then it pulls people into the study who are reading for the first time saying, oh my God, I had this symptom at this time and I didn't understand where mm -hmm. it came from. So I medicated or I tried to help myself or I went to the doctor even. And, but then symptoms dissipated. There's nothing coming back on test results. How many people have ran themselves into the medical world and had nothing come back on their tests. And that causes a psychological break. If you don't find the answer, people start to eat themselves alive. I've noticed too. And the depression and the anxiety starts to get crazy. So I'm grateful that I found something so helpful to help with the state of myself and people around me and inform them and talk about it and make it a normalized thing because it mm -hmm. is, it's the weather of it's just another aspect of weather that we can't physically see. And people love the weather. They, that's like the first thing you talk about in any language with a stranger. So I think it's extremely relevant and I'm really excited to talk to people about it. And I have so many questions uh, as a young person still in the pursuit of knowledge. I've only about five years into this study, which in a way is a loose thing because I'm not taking the parameters as seriously as I would in university, pulling all the data and everything, I'm more so remembering it all. And I'm gathering the data in a public place, which is the, the social media platform that I have. And I have a Facebook history and Instagram history. I now I'm taking my own website history. So I am keeping data now, but it is an informal way. And I'm grateful that I've been able to come out of school, do this informally, do it alongside my spiritual awakening, but try and continue to keep 
the philosophy of what science is mm-hmm. somewhat available and kind of stay true to that because I was, I was given that data. I was taught how to do that in school. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Now, um, what did you go to, you, you went to school for psychology now. Do you yeah. also work as well as doing this as your kind of your hobby? No, I, I moved out of that world because there mm. was too many restrictions on mm. my passion of study and mm. the, basically the entire economy crashed after mm. I, again, and again, and again, <laughs> and it just became apparent to me that I'd had to be make your own job right. and work for yourself at whatever cost, because it's the only reliable thing in in the world and right now. And it's, I, and as well as the spiritual side is if you right. give with true compassion and loving and honesty and generosity that you'll receive that back because that's just how it works. And I've received it back that way. It's been a struggle to take that path. And I've experienced homelessness and I've experienced being mm. completely broke for years. <laughs> and it doesn't matter because the the passion I have for this somehow didn't, it didn't phase me. It, it mm-hmm. was like, I could continue this study in any way, shape or form. I always somehow had the means to at least continue the study and I'm enjoying life as it is. I'm enjoying the community it's built. And now we're moving in that direction of community building and so on, because that's the study. It's Yeah. Really, yeah. It's, it's been like, find the people and then bring them together. Cause then you get more, you get more data out of that. It's more of a data rich experience anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, th- and that's, and that's fun. I, I, I love following and seeing um, the, the work that you are doing and carrying on. So I'm excited that another generation is carrying the torch. So, um, so I'm trying tracking- to do it respectfully to the previous generations too. So oh, I appreciate well, of course. that. It all, it all combines together. So I've been tracking the Shima residents of Earth done by the HeartMath Institute at Princeton University since 1999, all the way up to 2555, which is the Buddha, Buddhist era date for the tra- transition into the fifth dimension, right. according to Buddhism and many indigenous cultures um, who were keen on the changeover of the Earth's processional cycle. Right. Um, and that 2555 Buddhist era date is 2012, which you know people can remember back, remember back to that date. Right. Now, you can look up all of their work predicted hours before an an event impending event happened on the website so we're going to go i'm going to pull up some sites and we're going to kind of talk about it a little bit um and look at some of this data so people can understand how does measuring the schumann resonance of earth's quote quote heartbeat how does that relate to people and um, living beings living on her how does that affect them so let me pull over this information. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. Share my screen. All right. Okay, do you see my screen? I see it. Okay, there we go. And there's your, put this over here. All right. So the first, I, I put three images up and these links, everybody, if you're listening to this on any of the five video sharing sites or on the 65 podcast um, websites, they're in the description. So you can click on them yourself and you can go through them. So the original source 
that I have been following since 1999 is the Global Consciousness Project. Um, and like I said in the intro, the Global Consciousness Project um, is also, they also worked with the Institute of Noetic Sciences. I think Dr. Monroe of the Monroe Institute also had a hand in helping fund it and get it started. And then it is held at Princeton University. And basically what it was, is you see these numbers everywhere. These are what, when they initially started, this was the random number generators. They work like like a seismology. So just like when they track uh, potential earthquakes, the same similar seismology technology is used in these sites. And so that's how they measure the frequency of earth in what we now know as the Schumann resonance as her heartbeat. So these are always going on um, before, 2015, they put a lot of funding and it used to be really, really easy. But um, but what you guys can do at any time is let me go over. This is where formal results on the far right. I'm clicking on formal results. And basically, this is from 1998 to 2015. That's when they kind of stopped doing a daily monitoring. Um, and, and basically you can go through and Dr. Robert Nelson and a couple other um, doctors as well, they would look at the data that the RNGs would set up. So whenever Earth spikes her numbers into high, high frequencies, it usually happens within hours before an impending event is going to happen in that specific area. And what they found over 20 years of research is that it is exact science it happens all the time it's not it's 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 like an indicator um so back in i'm looking and it's at not the, all bad things it looks i see christmas eve is scoring super high and new year's eve mm-hmm, <laughs> or new year's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's cool yeah so earth and, and it, remember the schumann resonance is quote quote earth's heartbeat so she's responding to things that's happening on her body like tsunamis and earthquakes and she's also ha- responding to things that's happening on global events. Now, she's not going to respond to certain global events as compared to others. That part is still up in the air. We don't know why she responds to some and not others. Um, But that also proves the point um, that Princeton University found um, doing two decades of research is that um, human beings are affected by the earth. So we're all connected. We're connected to the earth. Earth's connected to, connected to us. Everything is one. And 20 years of information is enough information to go, yes, that is true. So for instance, you got the embassy bombings is set up about 15 minutes before and um, it, it cut, you can click on them and they'll go over the research if you want to look at it more. But you have the um, different bombings, US airstrikes, back in, this was 1998, and it just goes um, all the way up. You have New Year's Eve, New Year's in Times Square. Um, It goes off because it's filling the love energy of people as well as the sadness of people as well. Um, And you can kind of scroll down to all of the events that um, Princeton University and the affiliates that support the project have been tracking since 1998. So it goes on to earthquake in Turkey in 1991. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just going for people on the podcast, I'm scrolling through, it goes through election um, and how that affects people. 
in 2000, inaugurations, um, world peace meditations, they, they track that. Um, and it just keeps on going event after event after event just to prove the point that we are connected to earth and earth is connected to us. And when the biggest magnet on earth, which is earth herself, has a kind of a heart palpitation, it affects everybody living on her. And um, she, because she is connected to us, she's going to feel our collective anxiety hours before the event happens because we're all connected to each other. So if, for example, 9-11 was going to happen, they, they monitored it four hours beforehand because the earth was already having a huge surge in um, a reaction like, oh my God, something's going to happen to the collective. And everybody already who had connected was already feeling that anxiety, that heart palpitation, that depression, whatever, you know, we're like animals and like animals in the wild, they all start running for the hills before a tsunami comes. We are the exact same way, which is too stupid to recognize that. But um, the research ha has shown over and over again that humans, whether we recognize it or not, are connected to each other. They even measured the Michael Jackson Memorial Day and that really affected the consciousness. Um, so it goes on and on and on. I'm gonna scroll all the way down and people can go to the links. Um, and it ends at 2015. So they can go to the links that's more than enough uh, research all those years to track that we are connected to the earth and the earth is connected to us. And like animals, we do um, feel the collective anxiety of things that's gonna happen. Um, before it happens. So we all are psychic, whether we know it or not. And um, the Princeton right. University research has proven those facts for the last 20 years. Now, um, what they have done, I'm showing on the website too, is on the top right of the main page, you have new reports. So they still keep it going, even though they stopped doing the daily monitoring at 2015, they still keep it going. And so when there's huge spikes or or um, events is happening that is going setting off on all the RNGs, um, they will go and take a look at that. And it, it, it still correlates to events that's happening to, with us. They're just not doing as heavy as they used to. So the new reports go over the coronavirus crisis, which when the lockdowns happened worldwide, the RNGs just went off. Like everybody was feeling the collective anxiety. George um, Floyd and BLM, Peace Day in September 21, election moments, Capitol, insurrection, and the Chauvin trial verdict. So there's still some major events that are happening that's being tracked and um, still setting off the RNGs at Princeton University. So people can kind of go through that um, if, if they want to, but um, that's where the initial project had begun. Uh, if you click on more map information, if you guys are watching this on the video one, you'll see what I'm doing. All these arrows are where the RNGs are located at all over the world. Okay, there's about 70 of all over the world. There's one in Siberia, one in Russia, one in Italy, um, and many of them around the US, obviously. But you can kind of go through and see 
it's not as easy to read as it used to. It used to kind of tell you the numbers and it was easy to read. But if you guys wanted to um, look at the real-time data and kind of geek out on the RNGs and what they're tracking um, at Princeton, you can click on that link. So fast forward to 2015, when Alexis picked it up, Alexis is looking at the daily um, spikes yeah. that Earth makes on two websites, and I'm and those websites are on the description, you guys. So the first one is the Space Observation System in Russia, and the second website is done in Italy. Hmm. Okay, so. Um, so let's talk about the one in Russia. So this website, it's all in Russian. So can you speak about this a little bit, Alexis, and kind of um, point out some anomalies that you have been noticing since 2015? Sure, I'd be happy to. I, I wasn't aware, like, you, like I mentioned earlier, of the Princeton project, which is interesting that you kind of ended in 2015 and then I randomly picked up this Russian source. So I found oh, there, are the no source accidents. Sure. there are no accidents. <laughs> I know we're on a team. So I found this resource, I think from a Facebook friend who posted this in, or one of the groups I was in and I was on it like immediately, like give me this link. I need this right now. And then I pull it up and it's entirely in Russian. So I had to get Google to translate it for me. So this particular chart has been one of the uh, lights of my life, as well as it's been, it's been a challenge of my life as well some days. And the problems are, is really a lot of things are lost in translation with this source and, but it's getting translated with very loose, uh, I would say unrestricted glee on the internet. And that's cool. And that's an interesting thing that I haven't seen before with data. And it's been fun to kind of watch it grow wings and live a life of its own. But I've also been an active part of the conversation of kind of bringing it down, being like, hey, there actually is true knowledge in here that is is going to help make a real easy step for a logical mind to understand that electromagnetic frequencies can affect their brain waves and that their lived lives. So this particular resource measures the electromagnetic frequencies between just above zero hertz, which is a rotation per second, which is how you measure a frequency. So zero hertz obviously is nothing and also a dead, dead brain. So we don't worry about zero, but everything afterwards becomes interesting until about 40 hertz, which is this particular chart's range. Now our brain waves, our delta to gamma brainwave states, they all can lie within a zero to 40 hertz range. And so to watch this particular chart and watch the amplitude of those frequencies getting louder and quieter on a diurnal basis, which is from day to night, which is a normal thing to see. And then uh, additional bouts of amplitude that are harder to explain with the diurnal cycle, which could involve a solar flare impacting the earth or a CME. It could also involve uh, something that uh, is being hidden from humanity, but is going on. And I've seen that as well, I've seen evidence of that for years, that there is a secret uh, narrative going on and will wake up those of us who are not involved in the war, perhaps wake up in our beds. And we're like, we felt like we were 
fighting a war last night. And you go on to the particular sources I have and you see that the electromagnetic frequencies in our dream state area or whatever were very much uh, disturbed and very loud. And you wonder what's going on. So there's been so many directions you can take this data, but I've noticed some major things, which is there is obviously... Uh, there's obviously a study going on with human behavior and that this particular knowledge that these electromagnetic frequencies can affect us are very well known. And that has also moved me into the study of what HARP is capable of, which is stimulating from the ground this area. So over another country using radiation and stimulating their brainwaves and making them feel crazy just by bouncing it off of this ionosphere layer, which is permeable in a way, but it's electric. So it, it is involved with lightning and it is involved with space and it's, it's very far out, but it is a, it's a beginning of the process that keeps us in and it keeps us protected from dangerous radiation in space as well. So I've noticed there are moments of very high amplitude that are hard to explain. And then there's some that are really easy to explain because they're within minutes or within hours of a solar flare an hour within a solar flare that's worldwide reported, which we had a few days ago. And then there's events where there is solar flaring going on, but these particular resources have been shut off and mm. they're not publicly available all of the sudden, which is funny because that's when the traffic would pick up because people are getting the correlation between solar weather and the Schumann resonance. And so they're in, I've, I've been involved in stirring up that interest as well. I know it. And we all go over there and I have people texting me saying that the Schumann resonance chart in Russia is off, or this is technically not the Schumann resonance chart, but it does measure them. It does it specifically have, which is a part of the sources, measures the variance of the, the average frequency over time. It'll measure that as well with this source, which is awesome. But when they turn it off or they just... Um, don't upload any data, but allow the chart to run over time. So there's no data showing up, but it's running through time. So it just shows up as a big black, nothing. It just shows up with black. There's mm -hmm. nothing, there's no data being fed. And we see those a lot. We've also recently seen where the, sh the website is actually just completely stopped loading, which is very rare, at least for the study I've been doing, the site has stopped loading for, and it was four, almost four days, which happened mm. a f just a month ago. And mm. it was during the events and the news of a termination event of our sun to enact and begin solar cycle 25. So all of the Schumann charts and the NASA, uh, also NASA satellites were also under maintenance during that same time. So this data collection has been showing me that in a way that it's not a conspiracy either, that there is management going on from mm -hmm. places like potentially like uh, NASA or just governments in general. And that's right. why Space Force and moving into SpaceX and space in general, uh, which is traversing through the ionosphere and also the entire space above our heads, basically, they're trying to say, there is management here. There is things to be un unveiled. There's confidentiality here. And I'm seeing the inconsistencies in the data over the years. And now I'm gathering evidence. I'm, people are witnessing this and realizing this about our world. So it's been a multiple tiered study of opening people's eyes to 
the the majesty of living in our environment, of being on this earth, walking the surface, having the protection from the sun to such an incredible degree, and that the earth is breathing and moving and changing their systems where all of this energy is being dissipated and released. And it comes through us and we can feel it. And some people can feel it more than others. And um, it's a part of being alive and walking this planet. And it's very visceral. It's very physical. And then it can get really mental and it can get very spiritual. And it's been a very rewarding <laughs> area to look at. So this, I can get a spiritual meaning out of this particular white band on this. On yeah. Let's this talk about this band here. Um, Cause I, yeah. this is, this is very fascinating. So just for people who are like, what is a Hertz frequency, Vaughn, and how is that related to consciousness and our connection to Earth? So right. um, you guys, Hertz is basically um, a measurement of frequency. So um, it's kind of like, it's like, if you take the analogy, and I've said this in book interviews before, if you take this analogy of TV, okay, TV is measured in Hertz. So if you have an old TV that has 60 Hertz, it changes its frame. It refreshes its frames 60 times per second. Okay. It's an older TV. So you can kind of see the pixelation. You can kind of see the changeover um, from transition from, from image to image. But if you go to a higher Hertz TV that has um, maybe 120 or 160 Hertz, it will it will refresh 120 or 160 times so much faster the picture quality is crisper. It refreshes so much faster that you honestly almost like blink and you don't see the changeover from screen to screen. It's just like a nice smooth transition into a higher quality Hertz. That's how you understand Hertz. It's just basically changing how fast it will refresh. Now here is how it relates to consciousness and Alexis um, adding feedback up as well to clarify for people because this can go over a lot of people's head. Yeah. So, so in terms of consciousness, we know in science, um, and you guys can all look at the scientific information in Buddhist mandalas, but um, we know in science that with right now they're not fully able to measure the heart frequencies, they're still working that, but they can measure the brain. So with EEG brains, brain um, scans. And what they found in meditation research with many prominent monks and nuns in Buddhism and in other traditions as well, and even with advanced meditators, is what they found is that the human brain can reach up to 11 dimensions of consciousness. So consciousness is not out there. Consciousness is within you. You yourself create those dimensions. And with, with our modern science, we are able to measure that we can go up to 11 dimensions of consciousness in our brains so far what? the other thing that's true there's 11 exactly. things on the y-axis of this too which is very interesting very interesting oh, more, more material for you alexis carry the torch baby i will um, but anyways um and on your podcast i'd be happy to, to come in and, and fill in the other stuff too if you want to but anyways so just to <laughs> just to give you framework for alexis's work because brilliant work that she's carrying and i love it so the human brain can reach up to 11 dimensions of consciousness. Also, what they found in meditation research and doing EEG brain scans is that the brain will fluctuate in different frequencies, but we can go up to gamma brain waves. Now, 
different people or like when you get into gamma brainwaves, which is the highest that we know of so far that we can go into, which is advanced meditators, Buddhist monks and nuns, um, uh, you know, energy healing is in gamma. It Gamma is the highest so far that we know. And uh, when they get into gamma, what they found in meditation research, scientifically proven over and over again, is that the picture quality is higher. The consciousness level is higher. Um, they, that, that's the same frequency when they measure energy healing and when healing is done on the body and in the consciousness, the person who's facilitating is tapping into the gamma brainwave frequency. So there's a lot of ways we can go into gamma, um, whether it's through energy healing, uh, whether it's through meditation, hypnosis, whatever, the modality. Gamma is, in Buddhism, Christ consciousness. It's the crystalline consciousness of higher dimensional access to the, the main source in everybody and everything, which is what many people would call God, Allah, whatever they call it. Um, and well, we're not stuck there all the time because we're, we're, we're coming back having our, our own individual experience, but that's how, when you're looking at the Schumann resonance and you're looking at measuring the earth's consciousness and she's going to these higher frequencies, how is these higher frequencies connected to our consciousness and how does our consciousness and earth's consciousness go to the fifth dimension and higher dimensions? Okay. It's because we're tap when we go up these higher frequencies, these Hertz frequencies, we are tapping into that gamma brainwave. We're tapping, tapping into the fifth dimension and higher within our consciousness. Not everybody's going to do it, but many people are. And it doesn't mean that people who can only get to third dimensional consciousness or fourth dimensional consciousness is not going to be able to be in the fifth dimension. You, if you graduate to a, like a college level consciousness, you don't completely negate your elementary years. It comes with you. Okay, mm -hmm. so that I just wanted to explain that because people are going to be like, okay, I'm looking at this science here. And how does this relate to us being in the fifth dimension? And how does it relate to consciousness? And how does it relate to our holographic reality being a higher pixelated, higher um, hertz frequency? You know, everything's much brighter. You know, mm -hmm. everything is much more um, connected, et cetera, et cetera, all those, those things. And that's why when I started and I went to the global consciousness, on the far right, you can, they actually did a film on the fifth dimension, which was the premise for why they started this whole thing to see if the indigenous belief that we are transitioning to a fifth dimension of consciousness is true. And they have shown 20 years of evidence that it is true. That's where it's coming from. So um, I wanted to give that people that background so that they understand, okay, there's actual logic when we're talking about this stuff. Um, cause this is Buddhism. Oh, yeah. the and with, with the gamma as well, our gamma brainwave state, it's in the, basically after you get past like around 25 Hertz in the brainwaves, that's where they're like, okay, you're kind of moving into the gamma area now mm -hmm. after 30, for sure. After 30 Hertz, you're like fully in there. And this particular chart, we do get to see amplified information in that area. So right at the I would say at the bottom right section here. of this chart, horizontally here, that whole kind of hurt. bottom area. No, though, that's time. That's and then time. on okay. the left side, 
on the left up and down is Hertz. So at okay. the bottom of that list is 40. And then mm -hmm. so 30 to 40 is kind of like the bottom horizontal area of this whole chart. And so you can see last night, uh, for example, around, I mean, you know, a little while ago, but you can see that there is some brighter color in that lower part of that, that lower third of that chart, which is awesome because one thing which I think is cool about this study is that the, the thought or the information about entrainment, which is if you are at least capable of hosting a specific frequency, like you're a tuning fork and, but we're more flexible than tuning forks. We can host lots of different, uh, frequencies through us and perceive them even though not as much as other animals <laughs> but we get information in and if we have the the instruments to shake with that vibration we will and we will do it to the intensity uh, and we will also if the thing that's making us shake that much is louder than our own bodies or our own environment our body will begin to shake in alignment with that new energy source and we will begin to become entrained so if the and entrainment earth is just or, connecting to earth's frequency we will yeah harmonize it, it, it definitely can and mm -hmm. we are entrained to it all day long really we mm -hmm. live in the soup that's here. And then the sun is like, boom, here's some extra spice for your right. soup. And the soup gets super hot all of a sudden. And we are like, oh, and people want to know what that is. And the brainwave state also can change. So if all of a sudden the gamma brainwaves or the gamma frequencies, I should say, that bring us into gamma brainwaves, the frequencies that can bring us into gamma brainwaves, which is around 30 to four into 30 and up, basically, if that gets louder than our own mind, in our environment that gets louder than our planet in our environment, then we will immediately just automatically get into that gamma state of thinking and of feeling just like those who are extremely skilled in meditation can do any day of the week, at least on a good, you know, when they're feeling it, they can go and deeply experience that amazing experience. Um, I'm pretty sure you can also take psychedelic substances and they will also speed up your right. brainwave rate to uh, also access these these speeds, which is why people have such amazing experiences because they're perceiving way more and right. their brain's working way harder. And so the idea potentially that I was chasing with the study was that there was going to be an event from the sun that would cause a global gamma brainwave state. And all people will have these awakenings and feel this feeling and this amazingness, this connection to source in a way they've never felt it before. And it's just an environmental thing, just like a thunderstorm, and then it'll pass, but it'll change people forever. And that may be uh, connecting to that change of the age. And I was wondering if there might be a physical environmental thing that would happen to correlate with the spiritual understanding which is also the path of you of empowerment of you doing it yourself through right, personal right. work so, so it's interesting there's a global yeah. option and there's a personal option there's a personal option if you want to stay 3d in a 5d world you're welcome to do that <laughs> consciousness no will fun. let you do no you will struggle a little harder things will be a little harder for you to, yeah, but it, it can be much easier um, but they will allow you to do that, um, because they're very forgiving, yeah. but, um, but if, if you upgrade to a 5d consciousness and higher in a 5d physical world, then things, um, happen in synchronicity much, much easier and so forth. But let's talk about this chart here. Um, so when people are looking at this, I actually was looking at this back in August of 2020 and there was three, three straight days when, um, you have this green 
are and it just kind of went on for like three days this this mass green bar just kind of stuck there people were like is it broken is it not broken um what do you what, what do you think that is when it when it does this like huge just chunk of the same color in the graph and you were saying it was green specifically yeah it was green for three straight days well in my opinion just from understanding the mechanics of the chart it's just a specific um amplitude that's being hit that's showing up as green in the the intensity scale so green is like halfway between the blue and the white potentially so i noticed that the amplitude for it to this thing to show up as a white color the amplitude has to get to about a 20 and um so the green might be a 10 and so if it was it is strange though that all of the frequencies from zero to 40 were being amplified to that like medium degree for that much time that is mm-hmm. weird and yeah. it should have more of a pulsing effect with the day and night sort of thing yeah. so that is strange it's like over those three days we were having this uh almost this incubated into it in situation which also makes me suspicious <laughs> suspicious <laughs> of what 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 is the what is suspicion of I mean, I've, I've understood that it's actually not that hard to manipulate the frequencies and that the technology, the pursuit of technology has been basically focused on that. When they realized that it was all about frequency that that was, it was it like they were, the frequency was everything. So to control, to have the most energy, to emit the most powerful frequency is basically the game. It seems like, so they've been launching devices that are now right hugging right next to the ionosphere all day everywhere charging and discharging and doing all this crazy stuff so they potentially who is they who is they blanket well i would say the competing governments the 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 space programs and and private enterprises as well and what's the end goal what is the goal of trying to mind control mind control of who of the 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 unsuspecting populace but it could go in a it could what i'm seeing also is that there is a benevolence there that there is a protective mechanism Mm -hmm. when you infringe your will too much on a population there is a force of god that comes down on you and so i'm watching in a way potentially this strange dance and i believe there was technology created like a net to keep us out of range and out of sync with nature for long enough that now that that net, they're trying to take this net away, I think. And the mutations that we've experienced have made us incompatible with nature. So there's this gradual Mm. process of us being reacclimated to nature while this net is being um, shit changed. And I'm trying to figure out what that is. Let me ask you something about that. Um, Who has more power is it the frequency of earth herself or is it the nets of these um artificial tech um corporations that that you say are are putting i think they're using the the, they're using the earth they're using her okay so they're 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 trying to send um so are you saying they're trying to send a certain frequency to I think what, they're manipulating with the Earth's frequency and get to what's the frequency they're trying to get to. I would say that I think that what's been happening is in a way it's kind of like a farm like situation where they want people to wake up. They want people to go into beta brainwave right away, go to work 
and then go into another state with the television sets basically and keep themselves hypnotized in certain brainwave areas. So they aren't, I would say, because there's so many of us, if all of us started having our free will of brainwaves, they couldn't control anything anymore. There would be too many extraneous variables. So they're trying to keep the collective consciousness moving in this scheduled pattern so they can keep doing their, uh, they can be the ones who are the extraneous values. And okay. And let minimize. me table this concept of the Thay because I really want to investigate your understanding of the Thay, but real quick. The well, th- yeah, just real quick. So okay. we're looking at the Russian um, and you have these white uh, spots here. What is, uh-huh. what, what is your thoughts on these white spots where these, it looks like a splash of white coming down the graph. Right. Those are, those are the louder moments of those frequencies. So mm. it's when there is, and they tend to also be diurnal. So when the sun all of a sudden is hitting the Russian station, potentially the amplitude of the Schumann resonance in that area goes up because the ionosphere is being stimulated mm-hmm. by the sun again. So it has a bit of a burst every, every, every morning or dawn or whatever in Russia I've right. noticed. So, but it's so the darkest part feel, of our day. Is it? So do people feel like anxiety or, you know, some kind of they can. feeling off during these times? What's cool too, is that it seems like the most potent that they find the most potent frequency out of most of these occurrences is that primary earth Schumann resonance frequency, which mm-hmm. means that it is the, it is the mechanism of our earth that's the loudest one or the most prominent one mm-hmm. when we're getting um, radiation from the sun. So that's cool. And that's natural. But sometimes frequencies that are the third human resonance or beta or a gamma brainwave, mm-hmm. one day I'll notice that the amplitude of that specific frequency is way higher than the baselines. And it's out of nowhere. What, what causes that? What is shooting 25 Hertz so much louder than our own planets buzzing? What is that? And I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to understand. Kind of like a surge. Okay. Well, that, that was, that's something to investigate. Right. Um, so Okay, so what what are your recommend what are your recommendations for people who um, are feeling these these surges in their human resonance on Earth? So they're feeling the magnetic surge. You know, what do you recommend they do to deal with these spikes in a healthy manner? I would say instead of trying to maybe ignore them, to embrace them and realize that you are now a part of this particular study or evolution of mankind, and for you to uh, when you're struggling, especially if, it, if the science part isn't your thing, you don't care to care to follow, but the symptoms keep showing up. It may help you uh, manage your symptoms better. Even if you realize, Hey, I get a symptom a day after a, a coronal mass ejection. So when I watch the solar news, I can tell a day before when I'm going to potentially have a symptom. So I can change my entire schedule in a less stressful manner. Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I better take that day off or, Oh, I better wait till the afternoon to start working just in case, or who cares? Like people have chosen to take this information in their own self-care a lot Uh, some people way more seriously than others because they have fibromyalgia. And when the electromagnetic frequencies are getting loud, their nervous system starts to hurt. And so they're taking medication to regrow their, their, you know, their nerves and from all the damage they've incurred. And I've got people all over the place. I've got super psychic people as well, who are 
fully on board with this and following along incredibly. And they still ask me questions and they're a lot of them are far more advanced than I am psychically. And they're still coming back to me for resource and information. So it's helped me be a, an active part of the community of people who are really trying to, you know, serve the community as well and use their right. insights and their gifts of, of sensitivity to be supportive and help people with their own, uh, spiritual journeys. And, you know, so it's been, a, it's been great. <laughs> right, right. So on the screen, I actually flipped over to the Italian um, site that you use to monitor as well. And this is right. also in the description as well as so these three links. So you guys can follow along um, the, the work that Alessis, Alessis Buck does. So, um, so this is the Italian one and it is in English. So you can rec you can uh, understand it, but I found it interesting because they, they used um, their own technology they set up and, and Lex is going to ex explain that, but th it's located in this area, kind of like a northern Italy uh, right before the boot goes goes off, but if you look at the um, the site with yeah. Princeton University, it is in the same spot. There's a few spots right near there. Yeah, same spot of, of Italy. So um, the first thing I, I wanted to know is when we were discussing, you were saying that when they set up these um, measuring instruments, they're typically placed in high portal points or ma magnetic points on Earth. Can you explain that a little bit for people? Uh, it's potentially, yes, that there are areas, obviously areas in the world that are naturally uh, vortexing energy, which are mountains and volcanoes and also indents and uh, ley lines and so on. And I've read that it's tricky also to set up stations in these areas because they have sometimes their own magnetic anomalies. Mm -hmm. So their readings don't reflect the planet as much. They're mm -hmm. reflecting their own unique spot. So I'm assuming they'd have to set this up somewhere where it's genuinely like pretty quiet, but it is also nestled right up against a mountain range, which mm. is very interesting. So they would still have more, they would still be attracting magnetically more data basically from right. the field of our planet and everything. So they may get more excitable readings than other locations, but still right. I have people who follow this religiously who live in the area and they're like, this is the day and I know it. And then the charts are going nuts and they're, they're, flat out in their bed they can't move they're tired their 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 thoughts are scattered that happens a lot it's a lot of scattered thought and to be honest it's interesting because the schumann resonance hangs out right between theta and alpha brain waves mm -hmm. so that's basically when you're dreaming and into kind of daydreaming in that area so you're not really you're not really working on anything, but you are, you're pontificating the world and you're experiencing things. And you may also see things with your third eye, see things like fly around and you're in a bit of a, a dazed state in a way. And so that is a natural state. That is the state of humans awake and what the earth does to us every day when we wake up, yeah. you're just sitting in that state and they're like, Whoa. So the fact that we've been pushed so hard to go into the other states and stay there, like working hard and anxiety and scheduling and the beta brainwave state is meant to help us, but it's been abused. I think it's been used right. to abuse We're our work. You're in beta. <laughs> you're in beta. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're in beta. <laughs> That's basically it. Uh, exactly. You're still a work in progress. You know, the, the brain waves, the thing of the brain waves is that it does fluctuate because you people fluctuate oh, yeah. depending on the thing. All but this, so what you're saying is that 
in your in your research, the Schumann residence, um, the frequency of Schumann residence is like in theta, theta to gamma, theta to gamma, theta right? to alpha, theta to alpha. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like. So sometimes it hits gamma, yeah, gamma that's too. when, it, that's I, it when would it's really say, high. Yeah, because there's goes, multiple Schumann resonances. It, right. It like hits itself and then it doubles and then it hits itself again around our right. planetary conductor it's or whatever. It's, a, it's like a heartbeat. You know, you don't, you don't stay in the same you know, frequency a rhythm. consistently. It's like a rhythm. It goes up and down, up and down. But sometimes when she, she has a, you know, huge spike, um, it's kind of like a huge heart palpitation or like, oh, I'm feeling very excited excited about something or whatever i like to think about it too sometimes as the the brain waves as well are all on top of it it's like you can see right. the rhythm the heartbeat day night day night and then you can see the thoughts it's like whoa everybody just had an idea like new year's eve like whatever it is and, yeah or who knows or the sun sent us an idea or sent us something and yeah now there's a there's a thought there's been a there's been a conversation between our planet and the sun and it, and us can, it's so, so beautiful and yes. it's simple. Yeah. So it it it, it sounds a as if the the Russian uh, website that's monitoring the frequency and the Italian website is monitoring the frequency, and the USA website, mm-hmm. although it's not it's it's a little harder to read, is also still know. monitoring um, the frequency. It sounds like when the sun and the Earth, you know, they when they correlate and they have their their spikes, it is hitting us as well so it, again it continues yeah. to prove the point that we're all connected and we're all you know kind of meandering in our frequency and yeah. our harmonics at the same exact time where she's affecting us we're affecting her she affects us more than we affect her but some humans yeah. like to think that we have control of her but um usually that's that's continue to prove wrong over over you know especially when um huge uh events on the planet like tsunamis and earthquakes you know supersede any of the human events so like i said right the heart the heart math and global consciousness project at princeton don't necessarily know why some human events trigger her and some don't so right. she has her own mind she's she's gonna do what she wants to do and she doesn't care if you you poke a prod or whatever because it's not always going to you know always going to get what you want because otherwise it will be consistent whenever um you know human technology try to peak certain frequencies with earth yeah it's not consistent you're not always going to get a response so um I've noticed so, that too even from yeah. the sun i've noticed it and i've mm-hmm. been like are they turning that data off like are they hiding that for some reason or did she just not respond and it i've wondered these things myself Ah, you know, I think, you know, there's, there, this is my opinion. There's that, um, every guy will know this, like, <laughs> it's so hard to understand women. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's like, not today, universe. honey. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll play with you. I'll play with you guys a little bit, but then, uh, you know, so that, that, yeah. that's the fun part of the conversation. So let's, let's, let's explain the, cause I, I want to uh, move on and continue our conversation, but let's explain the websites really quick. So okay. what is this that we're looking at in, in the Italy? So this is string here. And then down here is um, there's more of the graphs with right. them. And then, but I want to explain how they measure this. So there's this image of a chicken and um, some, basic tech that they set up in front on top of they this have ground that too yeah, yeah they what have is that? a magnetic 
thing, I think, for the ground and to deal more with the magnetics. And then they have those antennas hanging up higher to get the electric currents and stuff. So they're measuring both. And I more so look at the I, I more so look at the electric stuff on this website because I've noticed the magnetics. I would say right now they aren't as, I would say they don't outperform the electric as much, which makes sense because magnetic is more internal and electric is more external. So mm-hmm. for research, it's easier to look at the electric. But if you scroll up a little bit, there mm-hmm. is, it's funny because people will say that these measure the Schumann resonance in our, my community. And I have to be like, well, actually they measure a much broader you can go up more, a broader range, basically go up a little more, go up to those red lines. There we go. And so this is daily. This is a daily recap. This is more like a daily calendar. So you, it'll give you a little sneak peek. This one mm-hmm. will give you a little bit zoomed in view of the behavior between zero and a hundred Hertz and the decibel levels that it gets to. And pretty yeah. much all day long, every day in Italy, there's also a background feed of 50 Hertz because that's what they run there electric uh their electricity on i guess is 50 hertz in italy so there's this constant background buzz on this chart all day which is also concerning you're like okay that interesting you know yeah, there's a yeah. consistent 50 hertz and what what brainwave does that actually bring you to well that does bring you to a gamma so gamma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, so anybody who's not in gamma is gonna it's, it's gonna feel like Go to italy <laughs> yeah exactly they're gonna yeah, feel it's, this... it's kind of like whatever <laughs> There'll be a competing buzz and, and so on in your environment. But then you can see here that it's the amplitude. It looks messy. It looks almost wet, like a wave, like it mm-hmm. looks weird. And it's from this one. So you can see zero to 100. It's yeah. clearly amplifying yeah. that whole range. Right and then if you the scroll hurt. up, you can see an even larger range in this one. And you could still see in this huge range. Is it, from- this is the Hertz 200 Hertz. Is that is that correct? That's right. And so up to there's 200? two Ooh. graphs in this one, right? So the it's first one on the bottom there goes up to 14. And this Is one goes up to 14,000. 14,000 no, 14, hertz? Really? Yeah. So oh. it gives you a big window. And it's still, you can still see how there's a disturbance in a very large range of the low frequencies of Italy right now. Like, oh, that happened a few hours ago. There's still disturbance, but... What caused that? Could it have been a lightning storm? Yeah, it could have been, and okay. maybe it was. So let me get this straight. So um, the the in Italy, they set up how they measure the Hertz frequency of Earth's Schumann resonance. Um, they, they set up these these antenna things to kind of measure the electromagnetics they, of the yeah. air yeah. and the Earth. Okay, and so and so all this data that's being correlated is coming from that setup and they're measuring the hertz frequency up to 14,000 is that correct? Yep. That's really high. Um so but it's not always going to be up 14,000 because most of it is really hovering low at yeah. like below probably below 100 probably like a 50 60 which is why the Russians are, it seems like they were like, oh, we'll just do zero to 40 hertz. And the Italians yeah. were like, let's do zero to 16,000. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the previous, um, the Russian website, it goes up to zero to 40 because that's where most of the daily activity is. Yeah. Because so otherwise it'd be boring because it doesn't really hit the high frequencies. But if you compare it to the Italian website, it, they're, they're just going all the way up to how, whatever it's going to go to. And luckily, it's not always going to be in those high frequencies 
for very no. long. So right. it's easy. you have 1,200 hours. Is it 14? This is the time, right? Right, right. 1,200, 1,400, so um, 1,600, which is like 4 p.m. Pacific time. Okay, so going military time. So you can see in the graph on the red part, that's when she's spiking. It's, it's going up these higher hertzes, but... Um, yeah, it's going up on a higher decibel level. High decibel level yeah. in hertz, in hertz, right? Uh, the decibels, well, what, pick yeah. whatever hertz you yeah, want to look at. And then yeah, you can see the, the amplitude behind it. Yeah, so on the top left is the data. So this is 7, 7, 20, 21. Uh, mm -hmm. Frequency is 0 to 15,000 hertz. So they're measuring up to 15,000 hertz. That's amazing. Yes. You know, when yes. I was monitoring this up to 2015, they didn't go up to um, these higher hertzes. So she's really going for it. She's yeah, really it's, for it. it's nice to see a bigger range because you can see the, how much activity is going on in other areas of that the Russians aren't looking. But if you tilt your head and then you read the decibels, you can see that they start to peak. And it's funny because this stuff is happening beneath the the ability of our audible hearing um yeah. these readings but you can see that how much how much beneath the audible levels and our audible levels are obviously above oh. zero decibels but is this, is sometimes this consistent every day i mean do you find some kind of consistent pattern where like like at mm -hmm. like uh 2 30 or three o'clock she's hit she's hitting the fourteen thousand hertz frequency is that are you seeing like a regular pattern of time i haven't you... i okay, haven't yet haven't. Mm -hmm. I haven't, and I've started watching this one more seriously the last two years, I would say. So I don't have as much experience with it, but um, yeah, there are be some interesting, interesting patterns. <laughs> because because in terms of Hertz, if she's having the higher um, frequencies at these specific red junctures where it's really, really super high, that's perfect timing to do a meditation or right. to, if you notice, if you guys are, 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 are tracking in real time, like with Alexis, and you notice she's hit the, the, the high red peaks in the italian um website that's when you just stop and just put out an intention like okay let's right manifest this because that is your you're you're riding the waves of these higher levels that she's she's um she's bringing in so i think that's also why i'm doing the work is taking advantage of those moments too and having some intention behind it which is cool yeah so like I said at the, at the beginning, um, you know, in Buddhism and many indigenous cultures, we've already been at 5D consciousness right. since um, unity consciousness since um, 2012 or 2555 Buddhist era, same time. Yeah. Um, however, if you want to be 3D in a 5D world, you're welcome to do that. Everything's going to come up for you much faster in these frequencies. So all your yeah. de little demons and all your little issues, they're going to come up for you much faster, much more creatively. So you can make it heaven. <laughs> For you, or you can make it hell for you every single day because it's just going to bring up more of what you are. And um, especially during these times, so it'd be interesting to see yes. like when they have these spikes, you know, what's, it what's amplifies going on. the experience of it amplifies. It's like a, it's like everything. it's turning up the dial. It's like whoop, between yeah. two, between two o'clock and four o'clock, it's buckle up because it's coming for you. Whatever you're sending out, it's coming for you. So. <laughs> so that that would be really interesting to see if there's um if there is some a pattern that she's you know it's kind of like everybody wakes up in the morning they have the morning routine and a pretty much consistent biorhythm arcadian right. rhythm maybe earth has an arcadian rhythm that she's kind of you know doing at certain times and 
Totally. I don't know. So let's go. I'm going to scroll down here. And then this is evolving, evolving science. So we've already proven with Princeton University studies that we're right. all connected. Now it's evolving. So um, these are the real time. So let's take a look here. Now, this one, this, this one here on channel two, this graph, it would hit 105 hertz, again, way into the gamma brain waves, which is basically fifth dimensional consciousness and higher or higher frequencies. Um, those, you know, but you have this huge chunk of red. What, what, what do you say about that? It's, just, well, yeah, it's like a this bar. Is, that first one we were looking at, it, it looks at a sneak peek of the frequencies from like zero to 15,000, like they said. And this one, you're looking in closer, you're looking between zero and a hundred Hertz and what it's amplifying to and what it's doing. And it just looks like that, whatever it is that happened, which we are, we have been awaiting impact of coronal mass ejections. So for mm -hmm. me, this looks like it's on schedule, this oh, smack right here. Yeah. And it's like, this is what I've been waiting to see show up today. And this is what I'll re be reporting probably after this on my blog and oh, yeah, post or whatever. Be like, here it is. Hope you feel okay. And um, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically my support system now. Like, here it is. Sorry. And you're welcome. And uh, yeah. So what is it that it's doing? Well, let's, I can look at the decibel levels and it looks like it's still hanging out around like a minus 40 decibel to, mm. and then you can see there at the 50 Hertz, it spikes all the way up to about a, a minus 20 decibel or maybe minus 30. And mm -hmm. that's happening all the time. That's their, that's their like TV sets and their, their electricity. And it's just hanging out just under the audible ear range all day at 50 Hertz, which is just right below that gamma brainwave, like sweet spot. So mm -hmm. anything under that horizontal red line, that is more where our brains can be affected, I would say. And tuning in, it's clearly got loud, like yeah. all of the brain waves in a way pretty equally to yeah. the, the amplitude too. It looks like they were right. all amplified to about the same level. So again, that's, I think that's when we get that chance to pick our own adventure, like wherever your brainwave is at the time, it does get louder, but there's no other competing state that you have to like transition into because your environment is forcing you. It looks like yeah. the environment just got really loud everywhere. And you, so if you were grumpy, then you got really, really mad. Yeah, really grumpy. If you were meditating, <laughs> you were like really having a great meditation. You're really having a lucid dream. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So the potential's mm -hmm. there. And it, like you said, you get to pick what you're doing. You get to pick what it's just a turning the dial. She's just turning the dial up. The whatever right. whatever frequency you are, you're turning it up, turning yes. it up even more. So um so if you're super your... bored at work, uh -huh. you're gonna be super really, really upset about being bored at work. <laughs> you might get more homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's it. But that is really good for people to understand. Um yeah. when it comes to Earth's heartbeat is um is that when she does turn it up, like we're seeing in these these live graphs. That right. Russian and the Italian one, which is going way higher than 40 hertz, is just letting it go however she wants. Yeah, um, it shows much more. Yeah, see, you have the red web, and they also have a linear one here where you see a big blump limp here where it's really mm -hmm. rocking. Um, it, it makes it more important for people to get their house in order, for people to, you know, address the little secret demons and issues that they have that been they've been carrying on the baggage because you can carry your baggage onto the higher um, dimensions of consciousness 
but they're just, they're just gonna bring it up and amplify it so deal with it deal with it yeah. find somebody find look around there's a lot of resources to help you address those um, dense issues learn from it grow from it so that what you have amplifying at these spikes when earth dials it up is a lot of good stuff then you have right. a different problem of how to balance your abundance agreed and that's yeah. been a big part of the the diary i've been it writing has <laughs> been the struggles i've had to face during these times too because i couldn't hide from them anymore and mm-hmm. things i never expected to the the intensity too was not expected the intensity of the experiences that you've reg- or what's the word repressed now they come out with an even more intense uh, experience than they would yep. have in the original time. So it, if the yep. more you, it, it, I can't even, I can't even hide it anymore. It, oh, I've yeah. embarrassed myself multiple times and I'm like, how can I not control myself anymore? And it's, that's, it's evidence of the, the times like of this shift, like the ancient cultures and so on have been telling us. And I, I would, I lived through it. I lived through the 2012 transition and watch the world change. And it did. And I'm loving and still, watching it. Yeah. And it still is changing. But, um, you know, totally. you want to do the dirty deeds. You're welcome to do the dirty deeds in these higher dimensions. But wait for, no. wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit back on the pod for like. Oh, that was yeah. interesting. <laughs> it happens. It, it happens fast, too. You're like, yeah, oh, well, that was faster than expected, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's. It's welcome to the freak show. Um, so, so this is wonderful. So I'm so everybody goes to these websites. The links are in there, and they have a lot of different graphs and ways in which you can you can you know see um, how you know how what's happening at the low hertz frequencies compared to the high hertz frequencies. I mean, she is really going above a hundred hertz, one hundred and sixty hertz. She's going to three hundreds. Um, the Italian one is very fascinating because they are measuring all the way up to 14, I'm sorry, 15,000 hertz. So anyways, lots of different um, lightning strikes. So they're measuring lightning strikes too. A lot of different yeah. great material on the Italian ones. So I will be checking that one ever so often. That will be fun. Yeah. Um, but okay, so what are your thoughts on Earth's ascension so far in terms of the Schumann residence? Because we've been we've we've explained understanding Earth's what Earth's heartbeat is, how does it relate to us in consciousness, how do we create this reality through consciousness and the earth? But you know, before you were talking about they as in these different corporate entities putting um satellites and technology up in the the earth's um ionosphere or, or you know out, right. outer space to try to kind of send certain signals like to try to trigger a different um frequency right you know what is the what is the um what is the outcome because we know we we have shown looking at this data from these three different um sites that Earth's going to do what Earth's going to do. Yeah. Okay. And she's not always going to respond to your little um, peeking and probing. So she's going to do what she's going to do, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, However, there are satellites and companies, you know, sending frequencies all over the place as well. 
Right. What is the intention of that? Because we, we've kind of touched that a little bit, and this will kind of go into Earth's ascension as well. So we know Earth's ascending, mm-hmm. but what about humanity? So how does that relate to humanity as a group consciousness going with her? Well, For- I read that the Schumann resonance was discovered, discovered again, basically rediscovered, I would say, mm-hmm. pretty potentially by a, a German scientist in around the 20s or 30s. And that is a very important time of history and of technology and of the basically of who's ruling the earth in the human mind and who militarily has control or whatever. And Mm -hmm. that's where most of the conspiracies that we're now hearing now have burst out of because of the discoveries they made during those years. And so uh, the conspiracy in a way is that there, this technology was taken by from even that time and used and experimented with back in the 20s and the 30s. And so far, and so much drama has unfolded since then of, of basically, I'm sure, certain forces and certain scientists all over the world basically trying to catch up with one another so they don't get microwaved or something like from some ray gun. I don't know. <laughs> from space and then there is the whole like i said the spiritual understanding too that there is a there's certain levels of the game where mm. there is management and there is a bigger picture and all of that stuff i'm sure was very much coming to the understanding back in the 20s and 30s and i believe that what had happened potentially was an f- attempt to uh call and shield and confuse our thought processes to avoid this inevitable spiritual awakening, this eventual eventual cycle that was going to start and happen because they didn't want to lose the control and power that was gained in that last cycle. And so right. they used this. So technology. like you say like government and corporations were at the I time. Would say so. Or okay. I maybe even more so I would go into who is it that's informing those bodies? Who Media, really is okay. well mm. that and also family lineages that are beyond you know these structures who own these structures and so right, on right and what is their agenda for their flock of people in their slave race that they've built from generations of ruling over them and like the british government or even like the british family like how many years of taxes has their people been paying them and how many millions of people have been born under their rule and all of this like there's drama on those levels and it got got technological. And I believe that we're in the, I would say in the recovery phase of what Mm -hmm. has happened potentially even back in the twenties and thirties. And we've been recovering from that as well as riding this wave of the ascension of this new cycle or whatever we want to call it. There's plenty of names I've heard and I've never had a solid understanding of it before I jumped into it as an adult. So I don't have, I don't know. I, I see it as more of an extreme. Yeah. Like I get it. I feel like I understand it and I've I've been preparing for it and I'm excited about it. Mm -hmm. And I am watching this repair process and it does feel like in a way it is, is connected to what they're doing to people in this as well is dealing with them and helping their genetics evolve fast enough to keep up with the solar cycle of our sun. And so when it flares and blasts us, people aren't immobilized. They aren't able to do their jobs. And I'm watching it happen. I'm watching people not able to work. I'm watching people's lives change and it's a good thing. And it's also a new thing 
and I'm trying to figure out, I think so they're does, trying to do it slowly. This, how does this, you said, so how does the current um, mRNA vaccine for, for COVID, how does that relate to what you were saying? Because explain that. Well, they've, I mean, a lot of the stuff that woke me up early was that they were genetically modifying food and that mm -hmm. they were doing things with the water and mm -hmm. with our air quality and for mm -hmm. genetic manipulation. Mm -hmm. So it's potential that we were genetically manipulated in a certain way that was not good for us mm -hmm. before now. And now since the awakening has come all this way, the, the war of the good, the good is returning and we are needing to genetically modify people to get them back to their original blueprint, to get them back and activate their DNA in a proper way so they can be awakened and they can, they can overcome the harm that happened to them when they were maybe uh, given this as a baby. Uh, and for okay. the, that's, so that's where I've come from. Uh, and right. the fact that the name of it as well involves the sun itself, the name mm -hmm. of the virus, which is why I was studying it previous was like, the sun's going to do something to us. And then this happened. And I was like, right. well, they named it after the sun. So that's very interesting to me. And now I'm watching them medicate people for it. And I wonder what's going to be the outcome. It may just allow right. them to finally wake up, may them allow mm -hmm. them to finally be in our environment safely. I don't know. Right. Well, you know, they have proven in science that um, DNA changes based off of light frequencies, um, right. you know, so they, they have shown certain frequencies of a salamander into like a chicken egg and the chicken or, or I'm sorry, a chicken egg. Yeah. A frog embryo um, frequency a into a chicken, yeah, into a salamander and then it, uh, it would be born with features like the frogs or and vice versa so they have proven this in science that um dna codes are rewritten from the light, from the light. so the sun and earth frequency together sending these higher frequencies and all the beings living on her are going to be genetically affected right naturally yes naturally um so anything that we decide to do on our own um as as humans to try to manipulate DNA is far behind um, right. Earth's natural frequency that she's always she's going up to fourteen thousand hertz, which is beautiful. Um, so everybody's getting blasted, but how they adjust to the to the upgrade, um, yes. that is to be determined. So that that is an evolving science that we are watching, and uh, I don't know. So um, so we'll what see. do you so yeah what because there's 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 people on the so what do you recommend? Because a lot of, I've done episodes where uh, speaking to doctors and other people where there is, you know, like modified foods that are lowering your frequency because you're not as right. at premium health. Um, there is fluoride in the water. So your water is, is not filtered and it's, it's affecting your pineal gland and your frequency the air quality it may be not as high in some areas so that's affecting your frequency so water food air a lot of different things are affecting and lowering your frequency and then um some of the medication people take are maybe not as healthy for them right. um, and that could be lowering their frequency as well a ton and so um if they choose that that's their personal decision as part of their pre-life plan what do you say to people who they still live on earth and they're still going to get her blast. So how are they going to adjust to this? You know, what do you say for people? 
to adjust to it in a more natural way is what you're what yeah you're do the healthy way instead yeah. of just I would say that we we really are lucky I would say we have it available the medicine that we need is available to us still and is abundant around most of us thankfully if you're living in a city and you're on all paved land and there's no grass or there's no trees then you're in the wrong place and you definitely want to move out of there for that specific reason because so the, get out of the cities get out of the cities especially if well, you're struggling with tinnitus yeah. And I have a lot of clients too, especially who get into the older age range, like I'd say 40 and up, I've noticed a lot in their, in their specific symptoms is tinnitus and a lot of ear ringing and more so than, than necessary. And I've had to just be like, well, what does it happen when you're outside of your city? And they're like, no. And I'm like, then it's time to move or you're going to drive yourself crazy. And that's the ascension. Many of us have had to do a lot more <laughs> to yeah. adjust to the changes of our bodies and mm -hmm. of our environment and our sensitivities. And, you know, some people have the privilege. They have been working all their lives, have all their retirement saved up. And they're like, okay. And they move to amazing house out in the out outside of the city and they're fine. Right. Right. <laughs> and they yeah. read books and they better themselves every day and they eat organic non-GMO food and they eat, they drink proper filtered water and get their minerals and they get their sunlight and they get mm. their feet in the soil. They get to see the beach. They, they hug a tree, they have a garden, those sort of things yeah. keep people's, uh, basically their overall body electricity grounded into the earth's electric circuit. So you don't mm. get, you don't get, uh, basically fried because you're supposed to pass this on. Most of it is supposed to pass yeah. right through you to the earth and most of it yeah. pass right out of you to wherever. And the, the trees do it all day long. They're, they're rooted mm. in, they got their leaves out and they're, they're doing it. They're traversing this energy right. all day long. Right. No problem. They don't look like they're struggling at all. And mm -hmm. just be like the trees. If you're not feeling well, go do what the trees do and you'll be okay. And don't come right. back home until you feel better, basically, yeah. because it's going to take as long as it needs to take for your system to reboot itself and stay away from your devices too, when you're doing it, because they have their own source. That's not bioharmonic yet, but I'm assuming the technology we're going to be holding is going to have to be way more bioharmonic for us to continue wanting to use it because it'll start frying your hand and, you know, mm -hmm. and some people, it does happen to them and they can't use their devices. Some people have found there's tricks they can do to their device to make it bioharmonic with like little mm -hmm. stickers and informing it on the quantum plane. And I've seen mm -hmm. lots of stuff. There's lots of technology you can use. So uh, yeah, just be like the trees is what yeah. I say and pay attention it, to your environment. Yeah. And that's good. And you know, not everybody can, the exodus out of the cities is not something that everybody can do. So if you Absolutely. happen to, if you happen to live in the city and yeah. these, these high spikes are affecting, um, the welfare of plants of the people, <laughs> yeah, of the people, and they might start acting a little bit weird and stuff you know, maybe take a break, go to the park or something, you know, yeah. um, but it, it'll work itself. Well, is this what you're going to be discussing in the 2021 higher self expo or is there something else you're going to be yes. discussing as well? So you are okay. More, more to come. So you guys look out for her in the 2021 higher self expo. You just go to the website, which is higher self expo.com. And you can see her speaking engagement dates and sign up and um, you know, 
watch her presentation on this. So she's going to go into a little bit more detail on the work that she's been doing so far. Fascinating work, Alexis. Um, and do you, do you have one last message for the builders of the fifth dimension earth? I do. I would like to say thank you for taking great, great mindful consideration in everything that you build so much that you will enjoy it just as much as the people you're building it for. And please don't forget about building the future generations and the children, because I know you may have been forgotten about as a child and maybe not have gotten the attention you needed, but you can transmute that by giving it back what you needed to the new generations and they will give you so much more in return for that. And the true wealth of our planet is your bloodline and your children and your family and to support them and what they're about to be bringing to the world and invest in them more than any other businesses out there invest in them and because they genuinely and on a spiritual physical level have your best interest in mind in the evolution of your life too so that's what i would recommend is invest your energy and time into the next generations because that relationship really needs to be mended on such a major level. And that's the connection to source too, because they were born, they were of the earth. They came out of you. They came from source newer than you did. They have so many more things to share with you and remind you of, of where you came from. And uh, yeah. And then of course be respectful and supportive to those who've done so much ahead of you to be there for them and listen to them and respect them, but also, you know, support them in areas of which, just like the children will shock us with what they're mm -hmm. going to give us. Yeah. We have to, you know, the elders have to be helpful and open up for us too to give and let us shine and be bright and shiny and spurt out all these fun, amazing things that we've brought from the other side. Yeah. Because <laughs> we want to help. Very good message. Well, Alexis, thank you for your work in tracking Earth's and humanity's ascension frequency here on Spaceship Earth. For more yes. information about Alexis of Ascension Diaries offerings, please visit her her Instagram page, which is instagram.com forward slash Ascension Diaries. And she covers it on a daily or, you know, very, very periodic basis. Yeah. So if you want to continue to to do, do this in real time. Lots of fun to kind of track and learn um, and grow with her. So thank you kindly to our listeners for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, blessings. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.